The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. Level three. Quickest hundred eight minutes of sports talk radio. We're really flying here tonight. We didn't get to the baseball. We'll get to the baseball. I got people asking me for my baseball picks. We're going to get to them. We promise. Yeah, Odell, OBJ's to Buffalo's come up a lot. But I said earlier, the Bills offense is already really good. But the thing is, you know, listen, if Gabriel Davis goes down or Diggs goes down, suddenly your depth challenge. You can never really have too many stud wide receivers, as we saw last year with the Rams. You sort of stockpile the talent. And the connection with this is is that um, I think that McDermott, listen, McDermott doesn't like star players. So he doesn't, you know what I mean? I think there's a hesitation. But at the same point in time, Vaughn Miller's pushing it. And don't forget, Vaughn Miller and OBJ won a Super Bowl together last year. He's got that angle. Remember Andre Reid, Buffalo Bill Hall of Fame wide receiver. There was a picture of him all lit up, drunk with OBJ where he told everyone, just spoke to him. He's probably going to sign with the Bills. <laughs> like, so, like, it's and it, it's not, this has been something that's been around for a while. Remember, that, you know, there was talk of uh, George Kurtz, where George, you know, that he was going to re-sign with the Rams, that he was just sort of waiting, and, you know, he's rehabbing his knee and all this. Why? The Rams suck. He wants to win championships, right? He wants, you know what I mean? And OBJ's rich, and the thing is with OBJ, he's not really money-driven, actually. He just wants to win. So he's just sort of kicked back right now looking at the spots. You've heard the Packer talk recently. Um, you know, Rodgers was telling McAfee last week that they, they're buddies, but it's just complicated or whatnot. I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't know. Maybe the Packer organization doesn't want to do it, but whatever, whatever it is. I don't know if the Bills will do it, but it'll be interesting to see, George, if the Bills go all in and go for an OBJ or a McCaffrey. I personally would rather see if, like, the Colts want to give up Gilmore. Like, you know, are there any teams out there with elite defensive backs that aren't going to the playoffs that want to get rid of their defensive backs? Because the Bills' offense is fine. I didn't even need to stockpile talent on the defensive side of the football in the secondary. Yeah, I think you're 100% correct as far as what the Bills need. Uh, but we, as far as we know, none of those players are available. So that, that's the issue here. We're, you know, we're talking about players that are available. I think Beckham makes a lot of sense for Buffalo. And I think if you would have asked me a month ago, I'd be like, no, nah, he's going to go to the Rams because he wants to go there. He wants the sunshine. Yeah, but why the now? Terrible. They're terrible. He, they look terrible. Yeah, why? Well, he doesn't want to be part of that. <laughs> right. He'll sign a, what, a, a half-year contract? Yes. He'll play with somebody who's a contender. The Bills, the Packers, yes. Cowboys. And you, only, you got to give him six baby. mil, four mil, five mil, whatever. You work it out. Right. You know what I mean? You a couple incentives and stuff. Dallas here. Hey, Ooh. would Tampa Bay surprise anybody? Ooh. I mean, the way what's going on there? They well, that's what I'm saying, George. Stuff. 
that uh, it's going to heat up the OBG, OBJ stuff. The decision needs to be made soon. You know what I mean? Like if he's yeah, going to join himself, with five weeks left, he's going to join like mid-season type thing, get out because you won't play right away, practice, get acclimated, get in shape, and then boom, be ready for December or whatever. So like you said, very interesting. Like you just said, Tampa could use a shot in the arm, right? Or Green Bay. I don't think Green Bay will do it. Will Buffalo step up and say, all right, let's just add him to this. Let this let's just throw him in here and see what happens. Um, if healthy, he's a difference maker. It's all about depth, right? Going into the playoffs. It's about depth, especially short-term contracts. Help. All right, we got a couple of minutes uh, left with George Kurtz. This is Sports Rage. It's level three. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates tuning in on the Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius XM Channel 159. Everybody in Dallas, Fort Worth, 97.1, The Freak, The Mightier 1090, ESPN Radio. What's up, SoCal? So, uh, George, um, San Diego, Los Angeles, first pitch tomorrow night. You and I spoke earlier in the day about this series, and I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Dodgers in four, but it wouldn't surprise me if it went five. Yeah, I agree. I think tomorrow is the one game that I love the Dodgers in, without a doubt. I think it's an ass-kicking tomorrow, actually. Uh, Urias versus Clevenger. I think Clevenger is going to get beat up in this game. Uh, Urias has been great all season long. Don't see why he's not going to continue that. But I agree. I got the Dodgers uh, in four. But once again, as you said, wouldn't be surprised if it goes five. Looking forward to the series, though, the most out of the four. What about the early game uh, tomorrow? The Phillies with Suarez on the hill against Freed. Phillies are plus 166. And as much as I respect the Braves, I've got to ride the hot hand with the Phillies right now at this price. Braves haven't played in a couple of days. Uh, Phillies are hot right now. I'm going to ride it. I'm going to roll the dice with the Phillies here in game one. I think this is a must win for the Braves. I mean, if you lose this game, then you got to go up against Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola. You're probably looking, best case scenario, down 2-1. All right, so I think it's a must-win. I think the Braves do get it, but you bring up an interesting point here. All these teams, Braves, Astros, Yankees, Dodgers, they haven't played in a week. I don't know how they're going to react. Is it going to take a couple of innings for a couple of at-bats before these guys start refueling it again? Could be a problem here, but I don't really like Suarez all that much. Give me the Braves. I call you Captain Chalk, but here I am looking at a parlay. Houston Astros, New York Yankees, L.A. Dodgers tomorrow, plus uh, 205. I like it. I'm with you. I'll join in. I think Berlin is going to be great. It's hard not to like the job of Chalk tomorrow because... If they had Castillo on the hill, maybe. But I don't think Gilbert... Like, Verlander's a stud. Like, the Seattle are going to be in a tough spot here. In game one, coming off that high in Toronto, now going to Texas, they're going to be in a tough spot tomorrow afternoon. Castillo has to win game two for Seattle for this to be a series. I think it's going to be a sweep. If they don't win game two with the... With Castillo against Valdez, I think the series is over here. The Yankee game tomorrow, I think it'll be a low-scoring game, but the yeah. over-under is seven. I don't know if I'm going under seven here. I oh, am. just don't give up a home run. For the love of God, don't let yeah. Jose Ramirez beat us. Yeah, well, don't give up three home runs in the first like he has before. Against Seattle. And if he's going to have any substances, he better hide them somewhere because they're doing full body cavity surgeries. <laughs> Rick Saratella next. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. 
Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This is Sports Rich. I am Gable Moretti, kicking it to this XM Channel 1059, the Mighty 1090, ESPN Radio, 97.1, The Freak, Dallas, Texas. Let's do this thing. Let's get biblical. Rick Saratella, NFL Draft Bible, SI.com. Jacob Sports steps up and in. A lot of stuff to unpack with Rick Saratella. Let's step into NFC East country right now, which is normally known as NFC Least Country. But not this year. An awesome start uh, for the NFC East. And so awesome. In fact, the NFC East has three teams with four wins. The Eagles, Cowboys, and Giants. Since the NFL went to eight divisions in 2002, there's only been three other times in which one division has had three teams with four wins after five weeks of play. Rick Saratella, let's do this thing. What's up, Rick? Gabriel Moretti, what's happening, my man? Hopefully the uh, Christopher Colombo day treated you well. And uh, the NFC East went to the NFC beast all of a sudden now with uh, Cowboys, Giants, breathing down the neck of the Eagles. Oh, by the way, a little Sunday night football with the Eagles and Cowboys on the docket. That's going to be a fun affair. And Cooper Rush, what a story. Brian Dayball, what a story. Dan Quinn and Jalen Hurts, what a story. It's all happening in the NFC East. You know what's amazing? As good as the Philadelphia Eagles season has been, and you know they're 5-0, and oh, they're only one game up on everybody in the division with the exception of the Commanders, and that's another story. But let's talk about Philadelphia. To me, a sign of a good football team is when you don't play your best game and you still win the football game, and that's what the Philadelphia Eagles did in the desert on Sunday. Yeah, and they've struggled doing that cross-country flight, playing out there in the desert. Uh, The Cardinals have struggled to win a home game. Now, 50 calendar weeks, almost a full year since the Cardinals won a home game. And the Eagles went in there, took advantage of that. They did not really pressure Kyler Murray. In fact, he didn't even have a rush game until like halfway through the third quarter. Only ran the ball four times the entire game. And when you force Kyler Murray to be a pocket passer, he makes mistakes. We saw it with the Chauncey Gardner-Johnson interception. And, hey, the Cardinals are a good team. They're going to fight you to the end. I said on my show, Cliff Kingsbury and and Kyler Murray are frauds. They're below 500 coaches and a quarterback. And remember remember the uh, homework clause during the offseason when Kyler Murray signed that big money contract. Well, he didn't study up on game management scenarios. 
Uh, he spiked the ball, you know, rather than going, you know, with 22 seconds left, they could have had another play on third down. He spiked the ball. They were forced to kick that game winning field goal that they missed with 22 seconds left. They could have got another playoff there, but Kyler Murray, he doesn't spend the time in the film room and studying situations and circumstance football, like the one Jalen hurts. And we saw that on Sunday. Well, I think, and listen, no one could dispute. It was a massive mistake that Kyler made late in the football game, but we saw Matt rule, uh, bite the bullet um, earlier in the day. And as far as Cliff Kingsbury is concerned, if anybody should start doing their homework, I know people thought he was some sort of offensive guru, but this is an unprepared football team on a weekly basis. And they're not the only ones, actually, in the National Football League. You know, Kingsbury loved Kyler Murray, and they were they were joined at the hip. But I don't think Kingsbury can help Kyler Murray. I think Kyler is a good quarterback, Rick, but... I think there's things that need to be worked on, and it's not going to get worked on in this situation with with this staff. Now, as far as Jalen Hurts uh, is concerned, Jalen Hurts has now won eight consecutive regular season games, which is the longest active streak among NFL quarterbacks. That's something that's kind of flying under the radar uh, right now. But you know who's right there? Cooper Rush who's now won uh, five straight uh, NFL starts. So he's won four this year. He beat the Minnesota Vikings last year in his one uh, start. What a, what a football game that we have on Sunday Night Football, bro. bro. And I'll tell you what, too. Like, if the Cowboys PR system doesn't have, like, Hawk and Animal from WWF throwback, like, oh, what a rush walking out of the tunnel. Like, they're doing something. I'm thinking they got to start playing, like, Tom Sawyer and Rush music, too. I'm like, man, they got to get on that, like, with the with the sound bites and stuff. We need some Rush in our lives, bro. <laughs> and he's doing things. I mean, nobody's done this in terms of being an undrafted quarterback to win his, what, first five starts now than Kurt Warner is the only other quarterback in NFL history as an undrafted free agent quarterback. So, uh, I heard Tom Pelissero, Ian Rappaport report on game day morning that th th Dak can still not grip the football. He had the stitches removed from that thumb on his throwing hand. However, by the end of the day, Dak came out and said, hey, uh, you know what? I'll give you an update when I'm ready to let you know later on this week. And of course, Jerry Jones is on his radio show saying, hey, Dak's our guy. So it's anybody guesses. With or without Cooper Rush, Dak Prescott, whatever the case may be, this Dan Quinn defense against this Philadelphia offense is really on, on track for a great collision course. That really is must-see TV uh, right there. But let me ask you, as long as Cooper Rush is winning football games, how do you take him out? And I get it that it's Dak's football team. But, okay, I'd wait till he loses a game. He loses a game, we'll take him out, we'll put Dak in. You, you've got to keep on riding this right now. You Look, know, that came in via injury, bro, right? I mean, you know, he came in, Romo got hurt, Kellen Moore got hurt, Dak was playing because of injury, started winning football games. That's the way that it goes. I get it. You're paying him money. Dak will play again, but I've got to ride the guy that I'm winning football games with right now. Here's the deal. I had Coach John Filippo on my show on Friday, and I asked him about this situation. He said, and I referenced, don't forget, Kellen Moore and Cooper Rush actually overlapped as teammates in Dallas. And so if anybody knows the playbook as well as Kellen Moore, it's Cooper Rush. And oh, by the way, Coach Flip made a great point. He said, if you, if you remember back to the way Kellen played, he said, same player. And these guys are like the same age where they hang out, they go drink soda pop together after practice. Like they're vibing and they're connecting. 
And I know Jerry Jones doesn't mind handing that trainer some uh, uh, envelopes saying, hey, you know what? I don't care how good Dak's thumb looks this week because I want to see Cooper Rush against the best. And guess what? If he goes out and beats the last undefeated team in the NFL, then you legitimately do have a real quarterback competition. Well, you know what? And it's a good problem to have. But and it's interesting you talk about the relationship that Cooper Rush and Kellen Moore have, because I've said this and I'm not the only one that said this, Rick. Kellen Moore calls a better game with Cooper Rush than he does with Dak Prescott. The play calling generally blows with Dallas. Like, that's another thing. The play calling has been spot on the last month. Well, and I'll tell you what, too. It's the sense of confidence that this whole team is growing with. Like, I saw McCarthy's presser before this game. And one of the reporters said, hey, did you see the line this week? And he goes, ah, no, I don't ever look at that. Ah, he goes, ah, sometimes I do. What is, what is it this week? And they go, ah, you're underdogs. And he chuckled. And he goes, ah, I can tell you this. We're nobody's underdog. And to me, yeah. that's the first real moment I saw Coach McCarthy own the Dallas Cowboys head coaching position. All this talk about yeah, Sean yeah, Payton yeah. in the offseason, all this hot seat rumors with or without Dak. He's got the offense revving, the defense clicking, and there's confidence being shown. And he does deserve some credit for this, doesn't he? If we're going to kick a man when he's down, we better help him up and pat him on the back. Uh, yeah, I tell you what, he's been the number one ATS coach in the National Football League over last year and in the first five games this year, Rick. They were number one in the league last year, ATS, and they've covered uh, four of their five games with the exception of the season opener. And like I said, everybody's kicked this guy. Everybody's taking a shot to McCarthy. Got to give credit. And people people won't give him credit, though, because then they say, oh, it's Dan Quinn. Right? Oh, well, that defense, it's, it's Dan Quinn. Well, it doesn't work that way. If you want to rip the guy, then, then you've got to give him accolades as well. Yeah, and I think was Quinn also interviewed for the job? He didn't have to keep Dan Quinn around, so kudos for McCarthy. And I was wondering where all this uh, off-season laboratory work that he was talking about, he locked himself in the film room for two years and studied all these dynamic offenses. I was wondering when it was going to pay dividends. Well, it's catching up. It's, it's catching up. Well, I think McCarthy is safe in Dallas. I think that Staley uh, in Los Angeles is another story, and I think that's where Sean Payton's going to end up. I've been saying it all along. More with Rick Saratella on the other side. This is Fortress. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All 
all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. So, Rick, there was a lot of talk about Daniel Jones's future uh, with the New York uh, football giants. Where where do you think they stand right now? I, I still think the jury is out. Yes, they're four and one. Um, but as far as Daniel Jones's future is concerned uh, with the Giants, if they keep on winning football games, are they going to make a quarterback change? Now, the question is, do they want to pay Daniel Jones $30 million a year? Um, there's a lot of question marks right now. And same thing with Saquon Barkley. I mean, I think, Rick, these are problems that, truth be told, they didn't think they were going to have. They probably thought Daniel Jones would suck and they'd get a new quarterback, and they probably thought that Saquon would get injured and or maybe they would trade him. But here's Saquon Barkley carrying this football team. And here's Daniel Jones. Well, not lighting it up, bro. He's making plays. He's not turning the football over. And once again, let's give him credit. He rallies, rallied back the team a couple of times this year. Not a lot of quarterbacks have rallied back and beaten Aaron Rodgers like that. What's your thoughts on on Daniel Jones and the Giants' quarterback future? If there's one thing Brian Dayball and Joe Shane, Shane, Shane has proven is that nobody is safe around here. I mean, here's a team playing eight starters down. They were without their top four wideouts for one reason or another. Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Toney, Sterling Shepard, Wandale Robinson, all out. Amazing. Right? And they won. And there's a, yeah. And, and you got Fugazis wandering the NFL like Cliff Kingsbury claiming to be some kind of offensive guru jeers. Brian Dayball is the grand wizard of them all. Listen, I'm saying this. I saw a wildcat. I saw a tight end Daniel Bellinger double and reverse 265-pound tight end on an end-reverse touchdown run inside the red zone. I see him putting his running back in a wishbone and playing him at fullback. I mean, for all these guys that were supposed to be these offensive brainiacs, uh, Ben McAdoo, Pat Shermer, uh, uh, Brian Dayball's doing stuff I've never seen from a play-calling standpoint. Yes, Saquon is rejuvenated. He's carrying that team on his back. And they figured out, like, hey, if we just dink and we dunk and we limit the opportunities for Daniel Jones to throw interceptions, just get the ball in the playmaker's hands. Let them do the yards after catch. Saquon can take a dunk a dink and a dunk and run all the way to the trunk. It really is amazing. I think you're seeing in Dable's offense, it, it almost doesn't matter who's playing. It's a sign of a great coach, right? He's like, give me players. I'll get you guys open. Listen to me. It's almost, he has that feeling, doesn't he? Just listen to me, guys, and we'll win this football game. Just do what I say. Follow my plan. We will win this football game. And and the team takes on the personality of Coach Dayball, who's very animated. If you saw him running off that field in London, he was more excited than the, than the players. But he eats out. He chews up the referees and, and yeah, sticks yeah. up for his players. He's pretty intense for a rookie coach. Like, yeah, you're right. Not a lot of rookie coaches would talk to refs the way that he does. He's like, yo, get over here. Come here. Come here. Right? Like, you're right. Rookie guys are usually like, hey, I don't like that call. Right? No, no, Dable, you're right. He's acting like he's been there for a long time. You noticed that, huh? Yeah, and I'll, I'll say this, too. He's put the right people around him, this uh, Wink Martindale. He outcoached Matt LaFleur. He outsmarted and outfoxed Aaron Rodgers. And Kayvon Thibodeau had an impactful game. They had they were deflecting balls. They were batting balls all over the place. Kayvon Thibodeau had two big ones. He's going to be a player. All right, let's talk about the other team at MetLife. What the hell's going on, bro? 
We're not we're not used to this. All right. We we are not used uh to, to winning football at the metal lads. I said last night, I don't know what the hell the New York Post and the Daily News are gonna do. They have all the negative headlines all ready to go. Teams keep winning uh right now, but what about the New York Jets? Dude, this team, listen, I don't want to anoint them. I'm not about to crown their ass, so to speak, uh just yet, but don't tell me this team doesn't have a new swagger. Don't tell me this team isn't starting to turn a corner right now. And I was thinking about this, Rick. I mean, you live there, so you know. I used to go into Modal's next to MSG and all these sports stores. The only Jet jersey they had was Joe Namath. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, man, you got, you got nothing. There's not one player on the team you can sell a jersey of, right? You know what I mean? You got nobody. Nobody wants to buy a jersey of anyone. You know what I mean? You're not even selling them. And I'm thinking now, bro. You got you you know you've got Sauce Gardner, Brees Hall. I wanted to ask you about Brees Hall, man, and how good he looked yesterday. And those nifty moves, catching a ball out of the backfield, looking like a wide receiver at times. Uh, you got you've got Zach, the, you know the quarterback, the star uh, that can people can buy into. You got Garrett Wilson. Not only can you buy a Jet jersey now, you got to choose which guy you want to buy. And you got guys on both sides of the ball. Salah said, "Keep the receipts." This team is competing, Rick. They're competing and they're playing hard. Yeah, I got to be careful and check my wallet because I think he stole my receipt. I, I was out on uh, th these Jets, but I did like Sailor. I just didn't think he had the quarterbacks to get the job done. Now he's patched it together with Flacco and Zach Wilson. but And running the football, sort of San Francisco-ish, huh? Correct. And you're right. I mean, you, you took the words out of my mouth. Two big performances from these rookies, Brees Hall and Sauce Gardner. He's red hot, by the way. Uh, he's made big plays week in and week out. It's kind of flown under the radar because the Jets haven't been relevant for so long. This Sauce Gardner is the real deal. He's going to catapult himself into that CB1 conversation around the league very soon. And Brees Hall is going to play a dynamic role in this offense. And they've got a, you know, kind of poor man's Brees Hall and Michael Carter behind them. So they've got a, you know, mini one-two punch. They'll ride the hot hand. And, uh, you know, suddenly Zach Wilson showed you a little bit of hope in terms of being able to win a game. Now, you know, the, the Tua rule, the, the modifications with the NFLPA uh, modifications, keeping Teddy Bridgewater off the field. Yeah, but I like the irony because it's their fault in the first place that these rules were invented. Yeah, so and so Skylar Thompson, who I really liked in the preseason, clearly wasn't ready for the prime time. And believe it or not, you know, the, the Jets had a 12-game AFC East losing streak going on. So they had lost to every yeah, yeah. AFC East four straight times. This is a big deal in Jersey. No, it is. And I tell you, listen, he was a Buffalo Bill fan. I take the Jets seriously. Like, I don't, I'm looking at this team. And I, yes, I think we can beat them. <laughs> I think we can beat them. Uh, but I'll give credit. I'm just going to give credit to everybody there. They fought through a lot of adversity. And uh looks like they're starting to turn a corner right now. A program that's not turning the corner, bro. And you you know how I felt about this and Dan Campbell coming into this thing and his stupid eating flesh and kneecaps and all this. He's a bad coach. Let's just call it off what it is. He's a bad coach that is holding this franchise back. It's a train wreck once again right now. Yeah, they might cover some point spreads. They're not winning football games. But on the plus side, you know, they and the Rams aren't great right now. And I got the Rams pick. What do you make in a Lions situation? I think Campbell will eventually be fired like Matt Rule was. Um, I, yeah, they're going to bring in a, a quarterback. What, you know, what, what's your take on the line situation right now? I mean, I think Dan Campbell is just masquerading around as a glorified cheerleader. And, you know, the, eventually it's going to catch up to you. The, the in-game management, the poor decision-making, 
the questionable responses that I've seen floating around in the post-game pressers. This guy, he's something. Guys, he went for it on fourth and nine yesterday, down six-nothing, and it led to a turnover and a score. It's like a six-nothing game not, got blown not, open. He's not feeding into analytics. He's not feeding into gut football. Like, I don't know how this guy's making decisions. They just, they, they don't make any sense. And he does it on a weekly basis. And then he comes out and says, oh, the team's going to run through a brick wall for you. But guess what? Doesn't add up to any victories. And, and I was going to tell you, you know, your bills better watch out for zappy time. And and he he dinked and dunked all over the parking lot. But you know what? They shut out the Lions. They put up a big donut. I mean, what a joke. I, I mean, Dan Campbell's got to be on the hot seat, I would imagine. You like Bailey Zappi? I know you like them coming out of uh, into this draft. Do you think that they have a quarterback controversy moving forward? Is Zappi better than Mac Jones? I think you got to watch out and be careful there because Belichick will play the better quarterback. And um, I forget who the quotes were, but he said, you know, there's a reason why I saw Belichick huddled up with Zappi all training camp ready for moments and situations like this. And I think the player said, hey, the kid threw for 60 touchdowns last year. I figured he knew how to play some kind of football. <laughs> hey, you know, and the fact they drafted him was almost, to me, sending Mac Jones a message. Hey, bro, like, you're not the cornerstone of this franchise. I know they, you know what I mean? They could have brought in a veteran quarterback. I thought it was interesting that they went uh, this route, and we've seen. Listen, I'm not saying that, you know, Mac Jones has lost his job right now, but I just, I never thought Mac Jones was great. It might be an instance where Bailey Zappi brings a little bit more to the table. So uh, Bryce Young hurt right now. Um, and C.J. Stroud just continues to kill it. Seems like is C.J. Stroud becoming a consensus number one pick in the NFL draft if a team's going to be taking a quarterback? You know, I mean, I think he is going to be the consensus, Gabe. I really do. But I do have some thoughts about this. And, yes, you know, the sprained MCL or, you know, shoulder of Bryce Young is going to hurt him significantly because – that's the biggest question mark about this kid overall is durability. his size durability, right? Yeah. And he's going to come in a shade under six foot. He's probably going to be like five eleven and change. It's going to be a big talk to do like Kenny Pickett's hand size. And then they're going to point to the shoulder injury. How many games did he miss? How long did it keep him out? Ah, it really wasn't a big hit. Do we have to hold our breath every time he hits the turf and it's all valid, right? It's all valid. And he's not, he's not even built a lot of which, sorry, Rick, but a lot of which was discussed about Tua actually. And here we are right now with a banged up Tua. Correct. And and again, like Young is probably going to be less than 200 pounds. So when you say, hey, you know, Baker, Kyler, at least those guys have some meat on the bones. Also, like Baker Mayfield, you saw his poor performance once again. He leads the league in pass deflection, batted down balls at the line of scrimmage since he's been in the league. You think that's a coincidence? No, I think not. So Young has a lot of obstacles to overcome in terms of taking over CJ young with that number one status. And I will say before the turf toe this week, will Levis, I thought against the Ole miss a couple weeks ago, blew not one, not two, but maybe three opportunities to beat that Mississippi rebels team. I said, you know what? I get the allure. Why people could see the first round traits. I just can't put them in that first overall conversation. There were there, you know, there was a mental mistake. He threw a beautiful pass off the touchdown, but he also snapped the ball too quickly before his wide receivers got set up, and then he fumbled the ball on the next snap. I get it, but man, that kid can make some nice throws. Rick Saratella, SI.com, NFL Draft Bible. Always a pleasure, my man. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Let's roll. That's our cue from uh, Mo Sislak, the baseball playoffs. Man, we've been really football heavy tonight. Some great football uh, conversations this evening. Um, I'm starting, my mind is starting to spin right now as far as uh, week six of the National Football League. Um, We brought this up on Game Time Decisions today, but if you're unaware, so um, we got a couple of entries in the Super Contest. And, of course, uh, we um, we finished at a top for second place for the first three weeks. And uh, we won a nice prize, $21,000 for the first three weeks, split amongst the Shady Five. Now, split amongst the five of us. Um, The Shady Five has stumbled the last couple of weeks. Not fully stumbled. We just haven't been like 5-0, 5-0 every week. But we're still uh, 19-5-1 through 25 games in five weeks. So we're still cruising along. Uh, But now suddenly Team Reunited has heated up. And we went 4-1 last week and 5-0 this week so in other words if we go five and all this week we're going to be in the money again for the mini contest which be which would be super cool to win both the mini contests and start the season um but there's pressure we're gonna have to go like we have to go we're gonna like so we're nine and one in the last two weeks we're gonna have to go five and oh if we go 14 and one we'll finish in second place because i'm assuming somebody's going to be 15 and oh and i don't know there'll be one or two people that are 15 and oh and then they'll split the first prize money. And then if we check in at 14 and 1, we're going to be in second place. Except the prize pool is even bigger now. I think it's 75,000 for first place, 50,000 for second place. So there's a distinct possibility that if we go 5 and 0 this week with Team Reunited, we're going to win $50,000. No pressure. But we've dealt with this pressure in the past and we've won. Right, and so it is what it is. We're just going to do what we're going to do, and I can tell you, listen, I like the Buffalo Bills. I think the Buffalo Bills are going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. 
I like the fact that the Chiefs came back and survived this game. Really, if you're the Buffalo Bills, tonight went about as perfect as it could have went. And we, you know, I don't cheer for people to get hurt. So, but if you're the Buffalo Bills, you basically had a scrimmage yesterday against the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was a walk in the park. You won 38-3. And here the Kansas City Chiefs playing on Monday Night Football, shortens their week. They got pretty beat up in this football game. You saw Hardman was limping around, and he had a heel problem. And, you know, it was just it was a physical football game. It was an emotionally draining game. The Bills were not emotionally drained by yesterday's game, right? And don't forget, the Bills are coming in here with revenge, and we just saw what Carr, Adams, and, and Jacobs did. What the hell do you think the Buffalo Bills offense is going to do to these guys? They, they, they're going to win this game, the Buffalo Bills. So they're two-and-a-half-point favorites as of right now. Uh, we've got a poll question up. Uh, we encourage you to uh, to vote. And um, you can follow me on Twitter, at SportsRage. At SportsRage. All right, so the we're up to 151 responses right now in the late night hours. Um, we left this up, actually. I actually set it for the week, so we'll, we'll let it get going. And you know what? I'm gonna, I'll get one going, too, in the morning for the Cowboys uh, and the, uh, the Eagles, the two big games of the week. So far... 70% on the Buffalo Bills. People not impressed with the Kansas City Chiefs and what they saw so far. Don't forget, these two teams played last year. Kansas City had the miraculous comeback. Like I said, Kansas City are good, but they're not great. Patrick Mahomes is great. Travis Kelsey is great. They have a couple of great players. They have a great coach, but their defense is vulnerable. The offense is it gets it done, but it's really like just Mahomes and basically Kelsey and this miracle stuff all the time. It's a dangerous way to play. You can beat subpar teams like that. You're not going to win all the time. I like Buffalo. The question is, what about the Jets? We were just talking about the Jets and the Packers. Packers coming back from London. It's not a good spot coming back from London. Think about it. We talk about short weeks and stuff like that. You you want to you know you lose in London, you come back. It's a long ass flight. You know what I'm saying? Like you know it's going to be drained the next week. The Jets are a bunch of young dudes that are all fired up. I think the Jets can play with them. I think the Jets can play with them. I think the point spread's a little bit too high here at seven. All right, but we've got a lot of time to get into the football. Let's get into uh, the baseball. So we've got Philadelphia up first in the morning. The, uh, the Atlanta Braves beat the Philadelphia Phillies 11 of the 19 times that they played uh, this year. But I think you sort of throw that out. And you know what? It sounds like more than it is. All right, 11 to 19. So, in other words, they went 11 and 8. Right? So, they went, they went 11 and 8. So, it wasn't like they were dominant against the Philadelphia Phillies this year. I think the, as good as the Braves are, the Braves are a great baseball team. I think they're vulnerable in this series. They don't have Ozzie Albies, all right? He's a key cog to this team. He's not going to be playing in the series. Uh, everything has always just gone Atlanta's way in the playoffs the last couple of years. I get the feeling that they're going to be the ones with bad luck. Um, we don't know uh, about Strider, right? Strider's not 100% right now. So, and, you know, so listen, Philadelphia as well, they're sending Suarez to the hill. A lot of people think, well, you know what? It's not Wheeler. It's not Nola. But... Suarez has been fine against uh, against Atlanta in his career. All right, so uh, Suarez has a career record of two uh, two and two with a three point two one ERA in fifteen appearances and six career starts against the Atlanta Braves. 
Meanwhile, Max Fried, all right, technically you'd think, well, Max Fried's a better pitcher. But Max Fried is 4-4 four and four with a 3-7-4 ERA in his career against Philadelphia. It's kind of like it's pretty even. Philadelphia have big-time players. They're hot right now. Baseball's all about the hot team at the right time. And they're really hot right now. You're getting plus money. I can live with pulling the trigger with the Philadelphia Phillies to upset the Braves in the series. And if they're going to do it, I'm not going to say they have to win this game, but it really puts yourself in a good position if they do. This is the one. If we look at the four series here, which underdog has the best chance of winning? If we rank them, I think Philadelphia has the best chance of upsetting Atlanta. I would say San Diego has the second best chance of upsetting the Los Angeles Dodgers. Then I would say Cleveland Yankees, and then Seattle is in tough here against uh, against the Houston Astros. And, I, you know, I'm a fan of Seattle. I like what they do. It'd be great to see them. It'd be a great story to see them make it to the World Series. And I'd like to see the Dodgers and the Mariners in the World Series because I could go to all the games. <laughs> but... Uh, Man, Houston are going to be tough to deal with. You got Verlander on the hill here tomorrow in game one. Man, this is unbelievable. It's his 31st career postseason start, man. Uh, how about this, too? Like, the, 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 the Astros and the Mariners play each other all the time. Verlander was 5-1 and one with a 2.34 ERA in six starts against the Mariners this year. <laughs> like just this year, this this is this is what this is what they're up against. For the record, Houston won twelve of the nineteen games that they played. So the Houston Astros went twelve and seven against um, against Seattle. This is a series. Seattle have beaten them. Like you know, what I mean, all right. So it was, they were they're twelve and seven this year. The year before, Seattle had a couple of nice runs against the Astros. But Seattle really have a hard time winning in Houston. Like, this is going to be a home-dominated series here. Like, I basically think Houston... Man, Castillo gives the, the Mariners a chance to win a game. I think Houston win this series in four games. Logan Gilbert will be starting uh, for the Seattle Mariners. Uh, Gilbert starts for the Seattle Mariners uh, in game one. We talked about parlay earlier. It's plus 205 if you take um, Houston to win, the Yankees to win, and the Dodgers to win. And we get into uh, the Yankees series. So as far as my series prediction here, and we'll give you the prices here, but I'll tell you what, we're not going to be right about all these things, but when you're getting the plus money, you don't have to be right with every one of them. All right, so let's start off here. So as far as the series is concerned, with Philadelphia... Philadelphia is plus 158 to win the series. I'm not going to take them to win the series because it's not great value. We're just going to bet them on them in the games. You know what I mean? Like, all right, it's plus 158 to win the series. Whatever, man. If they're going to win the series, they're going to have to win the game tomorrow and get this party started. You're getting plus 166 tomorrow. They're going to be underdogs again in game two. So you take them again. And then when they go home, they're going to be small dogs or pick them. And then you take them again. Right, there's there's money to be made here, and I don't really know exactly how many games, how many games is this series gonna go. You know what? If we get bold here, let's get bold. Let's uh let, let's get bold here with the uh the correct score. This is a bold prediction. 
the Philadelphia Phillies to beat the Atlanta Braves in four games. Plus 480. It's a pretty nice payday. But the thing is, you could just roll this money over anyways. Like I said, you're getting plus 166. You're going to be getting plus money in all the games in Atlanta, and it's a small price in Philly. So there's not really a need to play the series price so much there. I, you know, I think that Seattle can win one game against Houston. If they win two, it means it's going five. And does anyone really believe? Are they really going to say? Are they really going to push Houston that much? I think it goes Houston. I'm going to bet this. And I don't like picking on Seattle, but I made money on Seattle this year, and it is what it is. Uh, Houston Astros to win the series in four games is plus two fifty. That's not bad value right there. You know, like Philadelphia is there, the underdogs, you're getting plus 158. You're going to get that in all the games anyways. Houston, you have to play a big price in all the games. So you're at plus 250 is actually a value play. Give me the Houston Astros to win the series in four games. The New York Yankees and the Cleveland Guardians. I'm not the biggest Yankee backer. I think the Yankees will be in trouble as the playoffs go on, but I think it's a good matchup for them against um, against Cleveland. So I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm going to call a Yankee sweep. Yankee sweep at three to one. Yankee sweep three to one. And as far as the Los Angeles Dodgers are concerned, and San Diego, wow. This is, this is the series, man. This is the series. I think it's fitting that it's going to be the nightcap all the time because it's going to be off the hook. It feels like a main event type of deal. Don't kid yourself with the 14-5 and five record that Los Angeles had this year against this team. These teams right now at this time of the year are not the same as they were in the regular season. The confidence level is, is different. It's a five-game series. Anything can happen. The road team wins early in these series, and it really puts the favorite behind uh, the eight ball. Look, Los Angeles is good as they are. What happened last year? What happened last year to the Dodgers? They were pressed by the San Francisco Giants. They went five games. And San Diego's like this year, San Francisco from last year, Right. And everyone knows I'm a diehard Dodger fan, although I I don't hate San Diego in the same way San Diego fans hate the Dodgers. But now it's real. We're playing in the playoffs. But I think this is going to be a hell of a series. It would not surprise me if this series went five games. Dodgers in four or Dodgers in five. The Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Race. Quick as 100 Amos in Sports Talk Radio. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You know how you see, always see these crazy parlays on Twitter and stuff that people take a shot with? Here's one for you. Dodgers to win the series in four games. The Phillies to win the series in four games. The Yankees to win the series in a sweep. The Astros to win the series in four games. It's 300 to 1. It's like 299 to, to 1, basically. $100 pays $29,944. Could happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like you know, the Astros to win the series in four. The Yankees to sweep the Guardians. The Phillies, that's the upset here. The Phillies to take the Braves out in four. Basically, they get the split in the ATL. They go home to Philadelphia and beat them twice. And the Dodgers to win in four. 300 to one. Look, $10 pays $3,000, guys. I'm going to put that in. I'm going to go a little bit more here. So, that look, what, $30? $30 pays $8,983. Spend $30 at McDonald's nowadays. You throw this dart, put a couple of these together. You know what I mean? Not this, this one, at this type of money. Seriously, like $30, guys, pays $9,000 back. You, know, you spend a couple of hundred dollars on this, put four or five different combinations together, and one of them hits, man, you're talking 10 dimes type thing. I'm going to put a few of them together. We'll tweet some of them out. Follow me on Twitter at SportsRage. Cleveland are dangerous, so, you know, they could. their pitching could just shut people down, man. Like, you know, I get that, but Aaron Judge is, is hot right now. He's hot enough. The, the Yankees' bats can do enough against the Cleveland lineup that just don't score. Cleveland scored three runs in their two games that they won. Tune in to Game Time Decisions at 6 o'clock Eastern tomorrow. We're going to break down the nightcap, the Dodgers, the Padres, Yankees, Guardians. Other night, you're on your own. Later. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 